Hello, Keeping It Real podcast listeners. Today is a special episode with one of my great friends in this industry, Allie the Agent. She's been on the show and she was nice enough to do a special episode just for you guys about exactly how she works with buyers. This is her buyer checklist part two. If you didn't listen to part one, don't worry. Listen to this one. You can always go back to the first one as well. You're going to want to hear this. So uh, without further ado, my friend Allie Garcet. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Welcome back to the mini-series on checklists, specifically for buyers. Again, this is Allie Garced or Allie the Agent on all social media, and I'm looking forward to part two of the buyer series. Uh, if you remember from last time, I went over part one of the buyer series when I where I went over email one, which really is part of my Calendly now. That's where I have my buyer intake. And I also went over buyer email number two, which is where I send the clients once we decide that we're working together, that we're committed to each other, that um, I send them the email with all of the attachments so that way they're educated on all of the steps and they get the contract, everything like that. So what today's episode is going to be on is that middle portion. So pretty much like contract to almost close. We're going to cover buyer email three and buyer email number four. And of course, the Trello checklist that I use for every single buyer, every single seller, every single referral, every single agent that joins the crew, the onboarding checklist, I won't be covering that. But um, so if you want to follow along, I suggest watching this again on YouTube. Uh, I also, in case you can't watch this on YouTube right now, I do suggest um, that you watch this on YouTube as well later on after you listen to this episode. That will probably give you the biggest, the best idea of how I, you can visualize it better, you know? And also, if you're interested in these checklists, shoot me a text. My phone number is 520 520- three, four, one, two, five, five, two, text the word checklist and we'll set up a call. And then after that, you can receive these checklists. I'm here to, to give it out no cost. So, um, also if you're looking to one day grow a a team, 
um, or increase your team. If you're already a broker owner, this is a great way for you to leverage and give a you know front to end checklist for how to work with sellers, how to work with buyers, how to work with investors, um, referrals that you can give to the agents on your team, or you can use as leverage for those agents to to do the work and then know exactly what step they're on, what is next. So that way nothing is left because there's nothing worse than waking up in the middle of the night. And I know that every realtor has been there where they're like, oh my gosh, I forgot to send the due diligence report, you know, whatever it is. Um, it, there's, you can, you can avoid feeling like that and you can help your team avoid feeling like that when everyone has a checklist of knowing exactly what they have done, what they have checked off, what they have not yet. So again, uh, my phone number is 520-341-2552. Text the word checklist, or if you're interested in using this to grow your team, um, message me. But anyway, so here is part two. I'm going to vocalize as much as I can for those that are not watching this on YouTube. I do suggest if you find any of this helpful, please uh, give DJ, give Keeping It Real a five-star review um, or follow them on, on YouTube, comment, uh, any, anything, uh, would help. And I really want to give back to DJ. So, um, for having such a great podcast. So over here, I'm sharing my Trello, uh, screen again. And again, Trello for those that have not used it is a free project management tool free, <laughs> um, where you can create cards or boards and you can list out every single item on a checklist and you can you share this as you can see I, I share it with my crew and they can copy and paste it so that and move it into their own board again leverage so you create the template and they can just copy and paste it and include their own address um and then yeah so let's go in here the home buyer checklist part two so the first time we left off at the end of the first section here, which was the buyer initiation, right? Um, I'm not covering lead gen at this time, although I'm more than happy to do so in the future. And because at one point I had so many leads and I know I know has how this sounds, but I had so many leads that I had to form a crew because I wasn't comfortable um, like referring the leads out to someone in a different brokerage or a different crew where I didn't know how they would treat my lead because the lead was, the, they're my personal like friends and family. So I, I just wanted to make sure that they're treated very well. So I was like, you know what? Let me make this into a checklist. Let me make this into a process. Let me grow the crew. And that way I know everybody that comes to me is taken care of in the same manner. Nothing is left unchecked, um, literally. So we have sent them by our email number two. And now there is a section here, the next section I hope that this is bright enough. Let me make this brighter. Is docs needed to submit an offer? Of course, this is going to vary state to state. So the first thing on this checklist is when you're calling uh, the, yeah, when you're calling the listing agent, you have to establish a good working relationship with them. I always, uh, being that I'm with eXp, I always call and, um, you know, I compliment them on their listing. It's a beautiful listing. And I say, oh, by the way, you know, my name is Allie Garcet. I work with eXp Realty. Don't worry. I'm not trying to recruit you. And usually they laugh because what do you know? Some eXp uh, agents actually do sell. So um, that usually like breaks the ice, but I do everything that I can 
to butter them up, right? Because if they're going to um, be working with, with me, that does make my offer stand out over others, over perhaps a grumpy realtor. It shouldn't, but it does. And just being a genuinely good person and nice and incorporating some humor in this industry goes a very long way. I'm sure, I'm sure you can attest it as well. So um, I always have it a point to always call the listing agent before you even submit an offer. Because without that relationship, they don't know who you are. Sometimes they don't even check their email. As you know, you're getting tons of emails every single day. Uh, emails can get lost. They can go to spam, junk, the deleted folder. So always call them because at that point you can, as you're over here, step number two in this section is I literally wrote butter them up. <laughs> um, so ask what's most important to the seller and just let them talk. Um, sometimes they will say a lot. So that way you can make it a win-win for your buyer, for the seller. Um, and then that way, hopefully it turns into more of a smooth transaction. So before you submit an offer, step number three here is of course, to tell the lender there, you don't want to blindsight the, the lender at any point. You want to make sure that the buyers qualify for that. You want to make sure you're still keeping in contact with that lender throughout the whole transaction, because what if something happens that the lender knows about? Oh, the, the you know client had to take had to cut down from forty hours a week to thirty. Now they no longer qualify for that house. Um, so always make sure that you're keeping the lender up to date. Hey, the client we looked at you know X Y Z homes. We're we're thinking of submitting an, an offer on this specific house. Are they good to go? And you get the blessing from the lender. Excellent. Um, so then at that point, of course, you want with keeping the the lender informed every step of the way, just communication in general just goes such a long way. Um, then that way the lender can reach out to the listing agent and say, by the way, my name is, pretend I'm the lender for a second. My name is, you know, Ali Garcet. I work with XYZ Mortgage. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that the clients that are about to submit an offer or that just submitted an offer, they are good to go. They're fully uh, pre-approved. They are serious buyers and I will do whatever it takes to make this a, a smooth transaction. It, if your lender is not doing that, ask them to do it because I'm sure that they want to do that because the more that they also talk to listing agents, the more their name gets known. So if you shouldn't have any issues getting a lender to do that, and there is a big difference between having them do that via email, via text, or a phone call always ask them to do it via a phone call. Um, because so many people aren't. And I, on the listing side of things, when whenever I sit, I get an offer, which is more often than not, that that lender is not calling me. So I make it a point. And when I cover my seller checklist, I make it a point. It's on there for me to reach out to a listing agent. I do not accept any offer until I have spoken. I'm the listing agent until the lender. I, I make it a point to not accept any offer until I have spoken to the lender directly. And I know, do they have to pull credit again? Um, is there any chance of this falling out of contract? And, you know, X, Y, Z. So carrying on here, uh, send an email to the buyer, introducing them uh, to the TC, because at that point, I hope that you have a TC. If not, ooh, once you hire one, you will be able, you're getting so much of your time back. So please, please do that. Um, that way the email can say something like this and, uh, we can, 
of course, plug and play the T your TC's name. So, Hey, uh, you know, Alex is my buyer. I want to introduce you to my TC. He or she is going to be taking, doing all the paperwork. They do it better than me, faster than me, uh, and make sure that everything is in regulation that we're on track. So add this email to your contacts and, um, and then of course, introducing the TC to the client, um, when you're ready to submit an offer and, then at that point, this specifically is for my brokerage. So this is how to find um, within our our database, which is which is what we call SkySlope. That's where you input the um, the the forms. There is some stuff that you'll realize, or oh, you might not realize. I know that I actually don't do. So I don't do any of the the paperwork. But my first transaction, I did, and that was a mistake. Um, luckily, you know, nothing nothing happened there. But um. But it was just such a, uh, not the highest and best use of my time. So that is what a TC is, is there for a lot of, a lot of people sometimes think, oh, you know, I, I can't, I don't have, um, I'm not at the level of production for me, for it to warrant me hiring a TC to which I would say, if you cannot hire a TC now, there is very little chance of you being able to scale unless your, your goal is not to scale, which is totally fine too. Everyone has different, um, goals in this business. You know, some people only want to do a couple and that's completely fine. Uh, but it, I would say if you do like doing the paperwork, then I don't know, maybe, maybe just be a TC and, and scale that business. But it, anyway, so not everything on here is specifically what I do, but if for some reason you are still doing the paperwork and if you happen to be an EXP um, and happen to be in Arizona, this might help you. Otherwise, you can just ignore that part, of course. You know, you can delete it after we meet and talk and you get these checklists. You can just delete that portion. Um, of, I will say, though, you'll be given a link to this. So copy and paste it. Uh, please do not edit my checklist that I am sharing for everyone. Um, so hopefully you shouldn't have access to do that, but just in case, please don't take this copy and make any edits to it. <laughs> That's the one thing that I ask. Um, okay, so then you send the buyer broker exclusive agreement in case you haven't already. And I'm not gonna really talk about at what point I do it because everyone likes um, to do it at different times. Some people only like to do it when they submit the offer. Some people do it before they even like viewing a house. A lot of different uh, theories and pros and cons to every to every you know, decision on that. So at whatever point you want to submit, uh, you want to send and have your buyer exclusive agreement signed, then you can just drag and drop that, which is super easy. Again, on Trello, you can just drag and drop it to this card or before or after. Then you send, uh, these are the forms here that we have to send to our clients in this state. So uh, again, make sure that that's appropriate for your state, all of these forms here. And of course, I am not sending these, a TC is, because again, that's not the highest and best use of my time. I'll tell you my first transaction that I ever did, it took me two, maybe even three hours to even find the paperwork. Three hours after my first year in the business, I did the math and I was per hour per client. Um, on average, I was making like 250 to $300 an hour. For me to spend three hours looking to even find where these forms are kept, no thank you. <laughs> that is not a way to scale. I will never do that again. So highly suggest hiring a TC because they only get paid at the transaction. They only get paid when you get paid. There are no overhead costs. Anyway, 
I'm going on a rabbit hole. I'm sure you guys are, are with me also. Um, so let me continue going down here. Sending the purchase contract. Um, that's after, you know, of course, all the details of what's going to go in the purchase contract. Um, and that is where I'm going to take you to buyer email number three, which is once you get to that point with your client of, you know, you've shown or you've hired a, a showing assistant to show your client houses and they finally narrow down one and they're ready to go. They're excited. Excellent. This is where I, this is my process from there. I send this email and again, I use superhuman. It's a way to save a lot of time um, and easily have drafts or templates like very ready to go. So I send this email to the clients. So obviously I'll put them in the two line. Buyer email number three is with a subject line, drafting the offer and the next steps. Of course, I'm always adding next steps because that's what the buyer wants to know. Great, this is what we're doing now, but what do I expect tomorrow? What do I expect the next, what's next? So of course, like in every single one of my videos, I, or emails, I have a video because I love video because it goes so much further. If clients, I'm going to scroll down here. If clients were to just see all of this by itself with a lot of words, that's putting a lot of work on them. And you want to make this as smooth as possible for them. So, um, in this video, once again, of this email, I'm pretty much reading this email to them. It's story time. <laughs> again, I want to make it as easy as possible for them. So, um, I am telling them what exactly we need in order to draft the offer. And you'll you'll realize here, I have a graph. So on the left side, it's like the column of, of what I'm looking for. So of course, the buyer names, the phone numbers, emails, you'll probably have it already. The address, the purchase price, take your contract, your, your purchase contract or offer to purchase wherever you're located. And um, every single line item that needs to be written, written in, turn that into a graph, just two columns. The left side is what you're looking for. The right side is blank. And you send that as template. That's your buyer email number three. Um, so in that way, I send this out to the buyers and they are the ones filling this out. Um, one that provides them with more clarity. Okay. This is exactly what I'm doing. It gives them more ownership. Um, they're the ones writing it in. And of course it goes through every single portion of the purchase contract. So at the bottom here, or actually let me scroll back up. So after my video, which is just a one minute video explaining what is in this email, I also added another video, which is the purchase contract overview. Now they have already received this in buyer email number two, if you remember, because buyer email number two has my buyer PDF which is my video collection of taking the buyer from the very beginning all the way to the very close end of the transaction asking for the review. And so I clicked on this already and this, the buyer contract overview is on YouTube and it could be unlisted. It could be listed if you want. Um, oops, here we go. Maybe you heard that, maybe you didn't, but pretty much that's how it starts out. Hey, congratulations. You're under contract. What happens now? And I walk them uh, through what the rest of the contract is going to be like. So very beefy. There's a lot of information, but my clients have never said, you know what? I think you offered too much information. <laughs> um, so that way they have that available. 
And then of course, so they're filling in this information that goes into the contract, right? Um, then the bottom section here is the way ahead. So one, I want you to email us back and I say us because it's me and the TC. So in the, in the two line, it's the buyers that are going to be signing. The CC line is the, um, the TC email us back. I will be looking it over first. Of course, you want to make sure that the price is what you spoke about, that the numbers make sense, um, that everything is on there because ultimately you are responsible for that. So, um, after, and then number two is tell your lender of how much you're offering just again, in case, in case for some reason, the buyer didn't talk to the lender. They're the ones reaching out to the lender as well as you are saying, Hey, just confirming again, we're, we're making an offer on 123 main street. This is the price. Um, sign number three is for them to sign the offer. Number four on their list of the way ahead is I will be, be presenting this to the listing agent and letting them know it's in their inbox. Number five is the lender is going to call the listing agent. And I'm telling the buyer this, right? Like, Hey, your lender and I are working together to do the most we can for you. Uh, it's a team effort. And the number six, be on the lookout. And, uh, for the next email, which should be, we're under contract. And then the attachments here that I have are the buyer advisory. Again, this is state specific, so I, I won't open that up, but also again, I attach the buyer client PDF. Again, this is the whole like video uh, course pretty much on buying in your state. So this of course takes a lot of effort to make, but it is so worth it once you make it because it should be evergreen and it should apply to all buyers. So you send it, they send it back to you saying, okay, this is, this is what it is. If you need to jump on a call saying, Hey, I thought we spoke about this much earnest money or that you were not going to ask for a home warranty, whatever it is at that point, if it warrants a phone call, excellent. If not, you're ready to go. All you have to do is text your TC saying the email that you were just CC'd on the, the drafting the offer. Good to go. Can you draft it up? And, um, yeah, so that's, that's buyer email number three. Going back to the Trello checklist now, let me move this here. So we have sent out the, the offer. Um, and at this point they have sent us back to, back to it. I don't want to jump too far ahead, uh, because there, again, there are a lot, if you're following along on YouTube, if this has been helpful so far, again, please like this video, uh, comment on it saying what portion has been the, the most useful to you. If you're interested in setting up a call, text checklist 520-341-2552. But whatever platform you're listening to this, whether it's Spotify, Apple, please give Keeping It Real a five-star review because DJ does so much for the agent community and I really appreciate him. Uh, okay. So you take the prequal, of course, you're going to be submitting the offer with the prequal. I don't, I don't mean to say, of course, I, I want, I want this to apply to all, um, agents of all, um, levels. So then, uh, once you have all the documents submitted to the listing agent, follow it up with the highlights. So once that, once your TC has sent, um, has drafted the offer, the buyers have signed, you've already looked it over, you're good to go. Then at that point, it, it becomes a decision whether you want to send the offer to the listing agent or your TC. I have my TC do it. And specifically in there, I have um, the, I, I write my own blurb of what I want the TC to copy and paste, but they're the ones submitting it to the listing agent. One, it takes, uh, it saves some of my time. And two, 
it comes from the TC to the listing agent. So in that way, the listing agent is seeing, okay, Allie has a TC. Let me make sure that I keep them in the loop <laughs> because I'm sure that you have all experienced this where uh, cross agents forget, forget to CC the TC. And that's like the most important person to be CC'd. Uh, so I want the conversations, the communication to be from the TC from the start. So that way they know like, hey, she needs to be CC'd on everything. Um, so in what, what am I typing out for the TC to put in the blurb, right? Because we never send emails that are just like, hey, attaches the offer. Let me know, you know, please confirm receipt. And then I attach the offer. That's the worst thing you could do. Um, what I do is I make sure that I highlight all of the main points, purchase price, earnest money, closing date, what we're asking for, seller concessions, every portion of it in, in bullets. I'm not writing a paragraph. No one wants to read a paragraph. Uh, it's bullet form. We super look forward to you. Uh, we look forward to a, a smooth transaction. I'm the TC. I'm working with, with Ali Garced. And afterward, I call the listing agent. Hey, just want to confirm that you received it. Uh, we super look forward to making this as smooth of a transaction as possible. And I mean that. And so that way, the first time they're getting an email is not just an offer that they found in their junk. And, you know, that it, you can do so much better. <laughs> um, if you want to go above and beyond that, you can jump on BombBomb, which is what I'm using right now to share my screen. And you can make a video saying, hey, um, Leslie, I love your listing. I know that we've spoken. I just wanted to add this video to this email. I wanted to introduce you. This email is coming actually from my TC. Her name is Laura. You can, you know, please add her as a contact in your email. So emails don't get lost. Please CC her on everything. This offer is the best one that we could have made. Uh, I spoke to my clients and this is what we're offering. Please let me know if you have any questions and I look forward to working with you. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be long, like 30 seconds max. So that's if you wanted to go above and beyond. I don't yet do that. So do that. <laughs> and okay. I spent enough time on that, on that section here, here, this next, uh, item on the, on the checklist is unfortunate that we have to write this, but it happens. Not everyone is honest. Um, so screenshot on the MLS, how much that, um, how much the co-broker percentage is going to be essentially how much you're getting paid because it I've heard it happen a bunch of times where in the beginning it'll say 3% but then you go under contract you look at the MLS again and you you know you get paid only 2% or something like that um you want to make sure that if they said that they were going to be paying you 3 that you get paid 3 so screenshot from the MLS and save it in your records save it in a file you can throw it into the um Trello checklist directly as an attachment um, however you save it, just make sure that you have a copy of that because it shouldn't happen, but it happens sometimes. And that's unfortunate. So, um, and going over here again, before you submit the offer, call the listing agent. I've already actually spoken over this, um, uh, spoken about this already. So that way everyone knows the ins and outs of the offer. Send the private report or save the private report. Okay. That has the commission split. This is being redundant, but again, it happens. Make sure that you do it. Um, and then ensure that the proof of funds or the prequal letter actually matches the name of the contract. Yes. This is clearly a lesson learned on my end where somebody, you know, got pre-approved with their own personal name, but then wanted to buy with an LLC or they added another party or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Just make sure 
um, that the numbers match, you know, are we offering 601 when they're only qualified for 600? Uh, just because things change, especially at, as you work with a buyer that is on a little bit more of an extended timeline, anything can happen. Their original pre-approval, um, they may have swayed from that. They could be pre-approved for more. They could be pre-approved for less. So just make sure. Then the next category of this Trello checklist is when a buyer is under contract. So at that point, the first thing here is send buyer email number four. Let's take a look at that. Because what's buyer email number four? It is the congratulations, we are under contract email. And again, my, my buyer emails and my seller emails are one through six. So this is email number four out of six that the buyers will be receiving. What do I start it off with? you guessed it, a video of me saying, woohoo, we're under contract. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. And uh, giving, letting them know what happens now, what happens next. So I hit them with a to-do list. This is your homework. Add the transaction coordinator in case you haven't already to your contacts. They're going to be emailing you all the paperwork. Uh, wire the earnest money deposit immediately, as soon as you can. Um, because in, in, and of course, de state dependent, however long your state allows to do that. I know that some states do non-refundable earnest money. And number three is pay for the inspections. We won't be able to receive a copy of the inspections until you have paid for it. Um, this is about how much to expect for a home inspection. And of course, um, you know, save these and I say, save these into a digital file. You can take it off your taxes at the end of the year, but talk to a CPA to confirm I'm not a CPA. Um, so I, I tell them more or less what they're expecting to pay for the inspections. At this point, this is nothing new. I've already told them this in the buyer initiation. So that way they know because in our contract or what I want from them in buyer email number three is also what inspections do you plan on doing? So in that way, lets me know, should we stay, should we stick with that 10 day due diligence or do they want a, a lot of inspections where we might need to extend it? Um, so I want to know that upfront. Number four in their homework, the buyer buyer's homework to do is talk to the lender, let them know when you want to schedule the appraisal. This was very important a couple of years ago during, you know, 2021, 2022, where homes wanted, homes were just flying off. Right. And the, the sellers wanted a, the quickest close as possible. So the quicker, the quicker the buyer could confirm that they were going to um, close on the house during the due diligence period, as soon as they realize, yes, I like it. The home inspections came in pretty good. Let's order the appraisal. As soon as they could order the appraisal, they would tell, tell the lender, the lender orders the appraisal. And then that way it saves time and you can close faster. So um, sometimes and I, and I I don't want to be too state specific here, but at least in Arizona, standard is 10 days due diligence period. You know, if the inspections come back and they don't like it, they don't even like, you know, how the house, whatever, the, the way the wind blows near the house, they can just cancel. Usually they'll get their money, their earnest money back because we don't have non-refundable earnest money. Um, but if they, so if they like it during that due diligence period, if they know that they're going to continue, boom, let's order the appraisal. Let's order the appraisal sooner rather than later. Again, I explain the risk that in case, if you want to order the appraisal fast, um, to close faster, there is a risk that you might end up paying for an appraisal that you don't end up needing. 
you know, because if the appraisers are booking out two weeks and we order it now, but then by the time we get all the inspections back in 10 days and you realize that you don't want to continue, that that appraiser might still be charging you. So it's up to them whether or not they want to spend the around 600 bucks. Uh, sometimes they do. They're like, yeah, I want to close fast. Sometimes they're like, you know what? No, let's wait until all the inspections come back and we agree on the um, rehab or, or the fixes. So number five is once we have all the inspections back, do not fret. I literally have it here written out. All inspections reports are 60 to 70 pages long. Whether the home was built in the 1800s or it's a new build, it will be as lengthy as possible. It's going to make you feel bad. Um, don't freak out. I want to talk to you first. Uh, you know, once we get once we get those inspections back, because it's the it's the inspector's job, and I explain this to them. It's the inspector's job to point out every single imperfection. So that's what they're getting paid for. They're not going to say, oh man, the condition of this roof is beautiful. Great roof. They're never going to put that in a report. They're only going to put everything negative. So I let the buyers know that, especially if they're first time home buyers. And number six, if there are major repairs needed, let's discuss renegotiating. Renegotiating. I said that pretty weird. <laughs> renegotiating. <laughs> um, okay. So whatever may come from the inspections we have to give in this state, again, very, this is, I'm only talking about Arizona. Um, we have to give the seller the opportunity to fix before we can talk about, uh, closing costs or, you know, seller paying toward closing, um, costs or reducing the price. So I'll just leave it at that just because I don't, I want this to apply to as many people as possible. And of course, seven does apply to everyone. Do not buy any large items until you close on this property. If you have any questions, talk to your lender first. Hey, can I buy this? Hey, can I buy that? Um, don't risk losing this property. Number eight is if it's applicable, call the solar company and start transferring the lease over to your name. Um, number nine is review the pie pyre the buyer packet pdf again and watch those videos that apply and number 10 is if you are getting an appraisal after the inspection period is over uh you're tell your lender to order the appraisal so that's kind of like a repeat but it's it's very important now at the bottom here i said i have it uh written watch this video for extra information and what is that video that's the Oh yeah, I think that's the overall I'm under contract video. Oops, let's X out of that. Hopefully you couldn't hear that. Uh, that was an ad. So that's the under contract video. And what do I attach? The buyer client PDF. Again, this is from buyer email number two all the way until the end. They are seeing the same PDF because it's it's their whole course, right? The buyer, the buyer, um, uh, the whole overall process. So. Maybe buyer email number two is where they just watch the first couple of videos. Buyer email, email number three, so that way they don't have to keep digging. Oh yeah, where is that buyer PDF again? They're not going to have saved it. It's not their job to. So again, you want to make it as easy as possible for them to work with you and give you a great five-star review. And then at the bottom of my email, of course, I have the way ahead. Your next to-do list email will be your week before closing checklist. And I want to go back to the Trello. So that's um, buyer under escrow. I'm going to finish this section here. And then, yeah, let me let me finish this section here. So as soon as you're under contract, tell the lender, again, this the lender should have already been kept up to date because you have a checklist where you're talking to the lender and you're telling the buyer to talk to the lender. 
and then you're under contract at this point, um, they're happy. They're excited. Sometimes they're nervous, of course, with, you know, good reason. It's probably the most expensive purchase of their life or one of them. Um, ask for a referral. Hey, I'm so happy that like that you're so happy. Do you, is there anyone else that I can also make happy? Do you know of anyone else looking to buy or sell here in insert city? And, um, you know, that's a great way to get a great time to get referrals. If I know a lot of agents do this, I, I personally don't, uh, but not for any like specific reason. This is also a great way, a great time to get uh, a review. So a Google review, Hey, up until this point, up, up until this point, uh, this is my agent in this city and it's been amazing so far. We're super excited. We just went on a contract. Keep you posted, <laughs> you know, so you can, you can ask for a, a review then too with, or in lieu of the, uh, referral. So of course you've submitted the offer. Um, you're making sure that the buyer has, uh, wired their earnest money and you want to talk to the title company, make sure that they did that or however your state works. If you're looking at a quick close, tell the title to rush the HOA paperwork that will cost extra. Of course, you have to tell your client that, um, if you are even in an HOA area, that is a lot of what we had to do in, um, 2022 and ask them what type of inspections that they want to have on the property. This has already been done. Um, you've already sent the under contract. Now what email ensure that the seller is going to have, a either a contract or lockbox. So this is state dependent too. It, some States allow that the inspectors can just go there without you, without an agent. Some States don't. So Arizona, you have to be there with the inspector. So make sure that, you know, whatever, whichever way it is that it applies, um, they're staying in the regs it, regulations. Sorry. That was like a military term that I got, I got used to. Um, so then you confirm the deposit to the escrow or title. You're looking at the title commitment. Look at who's the seller is the name who you thought it was. Uh, and you just want to make sure that you're, 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 you're probably seeing some overlap here too, where like, this is of course, on this, on the listing agent's responsibility, but you also want to make sure probably even before you place an offer that when you're making an offer, who, who it's to is actually on the County records of who it own, who, who owns it. So I hope that explained that correct. Um, in, in the way that you can understand. So at that point you, um, confirm that the lender ordered the appraisal. If, there is an appraisal. You've scheduled the inspections or the TC has, and they just let you know, um, either you're going to be out there or another agent, a showing agent can be out there again, state dependent, um, add it to your calendar. If you are going to be doing that and collect the HOA documents, if that's applicable, remove any contingencies as you're continuing through the transaction, the home warranty at that point, do finalize a social media post. Hey, like we're under contract. Maybe you could share a reel, of course, no specifics, but that you're excited for your client. Um, that will generate more, more referrals, schedule a photo with the clients, bring the, I, I have bring the marketing key. Uh, and then at that point you contact the title company and you ask them for the commission instruction form, how you want to get paid, whether you're picking up a check, which I suggest don't, don't, 
don't drive to go pick up a check. Just like I don't suggest you driving to go to your gro- to go to the grocery store to go grocery shopping. Go on Instacart. <laughs> um, so I I'm just like not a fan of driving. I think it's like a really big waste of time unless you're being driven around and able to work in the back seat. Uh, but maybe that's just how my brain works. So you want to make sure, of course, when that dude when the inspection period ends. Uh, you want to know all the timelines you and your TC should have those dates like memorized and, and well, actually maybe instead of even memorizing it, this is what I do in the title. If you scroll all the way up on this checklist, I have it here as, as a template for the title PP purchase price, close of escrow, earnest money, due diligence period. So that way, you know, exactly what date it ends. Who is this for, um, all of the biggest highlights, or if there's some, some big to do, uh, you can add it to the title. So in that way, as you see all of these, you know, as you continue getting more and more buyers uh, under contract, you know uh, exactly where you're at in the process. So let me go back in here. Then where was I? Um, okay. Uh, if during escrow, your client messes up the deal or the client, like, or the deal falls through on your end, Send the cross agent flowers, chocolate, champagne, candy to their office with a card that says, Hey, Leslie, I'm so sorry about what happened with the transaction. You know, even if it wasn't your fault, if you worked with them and you liked working with them, send them something of gratitude. It goes such a long way because agents don't really show gratitude to each other. So I'm so sorry about what happened with this transaction on 123 Elmo Street. I know that you have a backup offer already and you're probably, or and that you're under contract with another offer. But again, I just wanted to say, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for the time that we did work together. This goes such a long way. Even if it was the most terrible, actually, especially if it was the most terrible transaction, at least they realize you're a person, you care, you spent time out of your day to send them something and it's to their office. So they're like, oh man, you got balloons? What for? Oh, a transaction that caught on fire. Like what? And they sent you balloons? Like that's, you know, just think about that. That, That's such a, I don't know. I love this. I love this so much. Um, Or like vice versa, if the cross agent just goes above and beyond, or maybe they don't even need need to go above and beyond, send them balloons anyway. Send them a little candy, like lifesavers candy and card to their office saying how much you want to thank them for saving the deal or just for being a great cross agent. And ask them for their Google business review where, or business page where you can review them. An agent to agent review, I think goes such, such a long way. And I love giving agent reviews, agents reviews, you know, of course, if, if I've worked with them, because as people are seeing, as people are Googling, um, agents near them and they see, oh, this agent has a good reputation amongst other agents that goes a long way. So it takes all but a minute of your time. Uh, okay. How to find signed documents. Uh, this is specific. Again, I hope that you were using a TC to do this. So I'm going to skip over this one. Ask the buyer when they want to order the appraisal. Again, this is already in the checklist. Uh, it's, it's, it's redundant for a reason. So if there's going to be a post-possession, post-possessions were very, very common. I'm sure your brokerage has a post-possession form. If not, maybe ask the broker for one. Um, because they they need to have been told to seek legal counsel because there's a lot of variations, a lot of things that could go wrong. You just want to make sure that you are covered. Um, and then once the appraisal comes back, then if it's at a price or even higher, 
congratulations. That is a phone call to the buyer saying, congratulations. Not only, you know, did we get the offer in, uh, we got you under contract at the price you wanted, the terms you wanted, but you are getting equity, instant equity as soon as you close. And this is how much like, cause sometimes they'll, they'll receive the appraisal, but they don't know how to read it, you know? So interpret it for them. Don't be like, Oh, Hey, did you see their appraisal? Hey, congrats. Like, you know, you got 15 K they might not even know what page to even find that. So of course read it, uh, baby it as much as you can to them. And if the buyer's owner contract on a home with a pool, add the, again, just a pool safety notice in case, uh, you need that. And tell the title company if the buyer is military, because a lot of title companies will have uh, military discounts, police or first responder discounts, educator discounts. Just ask the title companies what kind of discounts they offer and um, make sure that that is applied for the buyer. So the bins are here. This other section is... Um, is an Arizona specific term, but pretty much in Arizona, even though it's like, it's an as is state, when the buyer gets the inspections back, they have the option to renegotiate. So the seller can, so we, so we, we renegotiate, right? Sometimes say, Hey, can you actually fix this or that? Those are like pretty major items. Um, the, the seller can say no. So in this case here, I have, if the seller decides to reject the buyer's binzer, that means that the, the, the form, that means that the buyer now has five days to decide whether or not they want to proceed. So it's kind of like another just renegotiation period. Of course, that that applies to only Arizona. Um, there, you might have something similar in your state. So that is where I think I'm going to end today's. Let me see, because the next is going to be the before closing checklist, which is the two weeks out, which correlates to email number five. That is where I will start it next um, for the next episode. If you have any questions, again, I am more than happy to reach, to talk to you guys about it. I am already like super excited with the amount of like people that I've been meeting with and talking to them about these, about these checklists, uh, similar to, to me, like growing the crew. I don't want to just like throw everything at you. I want to like talk you through it because Trello, this is a lot. There is so much on here. So again, this is a great way for you to leverage and, and continue growing your crew, knowing once you have perfected it, say you're the team leader, say you're the broker owner, once you have perfect, perfected it with your state, your forms that are needed, your you know templates in here, um, at that point, you can just have the agents on your team copy and paste this and you know you can share a board with them and see exactly what they have done and what they haven't done yet. So if they're stuck on a on a portion of the transaction, then you can check in, say, hey, I see that we haven't received the appraisal back, um, you know, or whatever it is, you're able to see, have better access in seeing what what step of the process each of your agents is at. So again, if this has been helpful to you at all in the slightest, please give this a, a, a like, subscribe to keeping it real on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Apple, on Spotify, give us a five-star review. Uh, I know DJ does a lot for the community. And if you're looking to schedule a call to get these checklists, text the word checklist to 520-341-2552. Again, that's 520-341-2552. My name is Allie. I'm Allie, the agent on social media. And we'll see you later. Uh -huh.